the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. day to expand the time slot and right on cue the feeble fascist diapers biden he scheduled a major failure on the first day my show was expanded three hours i think that was nice of him although i think everything he does is a failure and it proves me right time in and time out which is why when the election was going on and all the people were justifying how they were going to vote for a good old joe Good old Democrat Joe. I said, you do realize it's been wrong 50 years. Touts himself as a foreign policy expert, but guess who he backed when Russia was in Afghanistan? Guess who he backed? The Taliban. The Taliban. So now it's ironic. The Taliban that Joe Biden once backed, along with many other Democrats and a couple of handpicked Republicans, now is in charge of Afghanistan. And now we're hearing how it's going to be great. You know, they're not the Taliban of old. Sure, they dress like it's the fourth century. Sure, they don't like women to talk or drive or be seen. Um, but this Taliban is a friendly Taliban. It's not bad. They're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. It's utterly bizarre. Yeah, they seem friendly. Death to America, but they're friendly. They wave to you till they find out you're, uh, you're from America. Then they have a tendency to chop your head off, along with other people that don't agree with them. So in other words, they're like a more aggressive American Democrat party. Dressed a little funny, but nonetheless, you agree with them and you will capitulate or bad things will happen. And this is kind of what people have been warning us about, I don't know, for about 10 years before we went in, 20 years since we've been in. So for about the last 30 years, back then, Joe Biden knew if he had pants on or sandals. Now he's confused by that question. Matt Zeller, exactly two weeks ago, you appeared on this program and you explained how your own life was saved by an Afghan interpreter uh, when you were serving in Afghanistan. And you called on the Biden administration to airlift the remaining Afghan interpreters and their families out. And- well, they did kind of airlift them. Of course, a couple dropped off of the wings and the, and, and the, uh, the landing gear, which, you know, it's unforeseen. But don't worry, this is not as bad as Vietnam when, when they were actually pulling people on the helicopters versus dropping them from aircrafts. It is preposterous. It is despicable. It's hard to watch because we as Americans, although have failed in the past, mainly in policies, always political and always, always in a bipartisan fashion. um, We're not used to being hit in the face with it. This obvious. It is unequivocal. Probably the largest military failure. If you somehow have forgotten just how much our government had lied to us during Vietnam, 
This one is unequivocal, and even Democrats like David Axelrod have nowhere to hide. But what I love that they do, the, the, the confidants to the Democrat Party, the people who were very influential in policies, the man behind the curtain in the Barack Obama administration, I really do love how he has pivoted to throw Joe Biden under the bus because what they figure is he's not going to know it by tomorrow morning anyway. Uh, but you cannot defend the execution here. This has been a disaster. And everybody, anybody with a beating heart watching these scenes of uh, people desperately swarming the airport, trying to get out ahead of, of the slaughter uh, that they anticipate on uh, from the Taliban. You know, it's it is heartbreaking. It is uh, it is depressing uh, and uh, it's a failure. And he needs to own that failure. He's the commander in chief. Now, how did this happen? So you're going to hear from different news outlets, especially those ones that would like to protect the American Marxists we call Democrats. You're going to hear how they're victim of happenstance. You're already hearing how they are um, blaming Trump. This is something that you're going to hear in every instance of their failure is how it, this is somehow someone else's fault. Because this is you have to realize you're dealing with people that have been doing this for half of a century. Half of a century, Joe Biden has been a moron. Half of a century, Joe Biden's foreign policy has been exactly 100 percent wrong. And for half a century, he has managed to thrive, be, get reelected, corrupt our government, sell the power of government. For 50 years, he's done this and somehow managed to be the vice president, which if that wasn't miraculous enough, he is now the feeble fascist in charge. And he is pivoting. I don't know if you saw the speech, but it was very interesting to watch a professional liar really do his thing it must be like watching jb pritzker eat dessert or mozart play the piano it is not what the american people want it is not what our troops who have sacrificed so much over the past two decades deserve i made a commitment to the american people when i ran for president that i would bring america's military involvement in afghanistan to an end now by the way this is the same thing that that barack obama did you're in and you're out of his presidency. In fact, you can find video. At least you could. I mean, I know YouTube has been scrubbed. For instance, you're very hard to find any of Joe Biden's foreign policy positions, you know, through the 70s and 80s when he w- was really building up the Taliban, working with our American Democrats to arm them. Um, it's hard to find anything like that because it's been scrubbed. However, you can find Barack Obama saying you're in and you're out that he was winning the war and troops were going to be home the whole time increasing them. Kind of like today. In fact... 4,000 troops on Friday, 3,000 more today. Troops are going to be on the ground, they promise, by tonight. The whole time this dimwit is out there telling you how he's a stand-up guy and he's going to listen to the American people. A loss like this is hard to take, but he's doing it for your best interest and our best interest. And by the way, all of the Americans who are trapped behind enemy lines right now today that nobody is talking about. You know, there's Americans that have been missing in Afghanistan. For years, in some cases, and more relevant, in the last several months in which people have been trying to turn to their government to get answers on their sons and their daughters, and no one's talking about it. In fact, right now, during this chaos, there's families there, some even from this area. But what you're going to hear is spin as they figure out how to put lipstick on this pig. By the way, I like doing pig jokes when we're talking about the radical Islam. You know, they're not very big on the pig. No. All right. It's been hard and messy, and yes, far from perfect. I've honored that commitment. More importantly, 
I made a commitment to the brave men and women who serve this nation that I wasn't going to ask them to continue to risk their lives in a military action that should have ended long ago. So what does he say to the 3,000 troops he sent Friday, and the, or the 4,000 Friday, the 3,000 now, and then the 3,000 he sent to Kandahar, and then the, the other thousands he's sending all over the Middle East, around Afghanistan, so to avoid the attention, even from his, his media that protects him. What do you say to the troops now? Sorry, you're going to have to go back in and refight all of those battles and do all that. Now, the reason that I argue against the war, and I have argued against the war, this is kind of something you think about before. It is, because I remember in 2003 when George W. Bush said, mission accomplished, and I don't just mean in in Iraq. I'm talking about when he said, we won Afghanistan. And here we are, 17 years later. See, the problem is, they've been allowed to lie to us, to hide the money. They're talking about the trillion dollars Times it by three, and we're probably still two trillion from being close. The problem is we have a government that, while the president, the so-called president, is out speaking and lying to our faces in an address to the nation, simultaneously, thousands of troops are being sent in there. Now they're going to be told they're sent in there to make sure we're out. That's not why they're going in there. They're going in there to refight a war they shouldn't have fought in the first place. And uh, the Taliban. When you look at the videos, I'm serious about this. When you look at the video and you see that these, these scampy, scattered warriors, are you amazed at how easy this was in days? Or is it maybe a bigger sign that the government we thought and pretended was on our side was stealing the money that was meant to help the actual people of Afghanistan? And you know something? This isn't new. We've been doing this since World War II. We are the biggest suckers on the planet. And in the meantime, our boys and girls now are the ones that are going to have to go to that hellhole and refight the war. And it's going to happen. It's unavoidable because you're in for a penny. You're in for a pound now. And you know what really makes me sick simultaneously with this? China owns the rights to all the minerals. They bought it for $3 billion. Who's the dummy on the block? Maybe it's the people that keep supporting politicians like this political whore, Joe Biden, who for 50 years has been doing this song and dance so much so that even in his dementia stupor, it's the only words he can actually remember is how to lie to you about foreign conflicts. Our leaders did that in Vietnam when I got here as a young man. I will not do it in Afghanistan. Now, you're doing the exact same thing, you smarmy son of a gun. The only difference is you had the wherewithal to dodge the draft, to lie about your status, to get five deferments. That's the only difference. It's a shame some of the boys you're sending over there now weren't as smart as you were with the connections of your car salesman old man. 312-642-5600. Take your calls and comments when I get back. Nice ball. You know, it's it's an unusual day. It's the first day of my three hours. All right. Laz Klobuchar, who I just did the commercial for, was here. I love that guy. I mean, what an American success story. What a success story. I, uh, we have new microphones? New microphones? It's just, it's just bizarre. I was going to try to take some time to ease into it. And what happens? Joe Biden proves himself to be everything I accused him of being during the election cycle. Everything we knew he was. Not just the political whore. But a failure who understands the most basic principle of American government. Failure is their greatest weapon, their only friend. 
the more they fail, the stronger they become, the more powerful they become. But what happens is they have this mentality um, that they get by appointing, say, like their office boy to the secretary of state. You do realize that Anthony Blinken was Joe Biden's lapdog. All he ever did, the only qualification he has is, number one, he comes from a very rich family, grew up in France, and he speaks French without an accent. Ooh, isn't that important when you're a secretary of state? He doesn't understand, though, to the real people of the world, to the men in the Taliban, the warriors. You look like a little girl, not a man, Anthony Blinken, Joe Biden. You're not men. You don't look like a man. You don't give the aura of American strength and superiority. In fact, you look like what you are, a political whore for sale, that for enough money, I'll get you to do anything I want. And the reality is the Taliban marched through these streets because they had zero fear, zero, no fear. They're not afraid of you. They know you're hamstrung by your own ideology. And in fact, they also understand their philosophy politically is about a an outfit full of drapes off from yours. These are the, they should just call themselves the Afghan Democrats, the Socialist Democrat. Oh, how about this? The Socialist Democrat Worker Party of Afghanistan. Now, not only will the Biden administration totally leave you alone, they'll reinvest more money. They'll give you another $6 trillion to pretend to be their friends. That's Joe Biden's foreign policy. Have you had enough of winning, or are you thirsty for more? Candace, Mount Pleasant. An outfit full of Hey, I'm sorry. Sorry. No problem. What are you ordering, like a cheeseburger or something? Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Today I've been sickened by the narrative, which is, oh, the Democrats are so dopey. They don't know what they're doing. Well, of course Biden is dopey, but I mean, they have been. You're right. They've absolutely been stealing the hell out of that money for the past 20 years. You're going to tell me and they didn't remember, know that. They, did you see when the Taliban wait, broke wait, in their house? I know. I know. But wait a minute. Don't forget when Biden, when, um, Obama was president. Remember his rules of engagement. Anything to help the enemy. This <laughs> disgusting State Department we have, this communist State Department we have, and then Biden being drunk and outing SEAL Team 6 and then extortion 17 happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't think that they, like, this has got Obama's fingerprints all I think over. they and took advantage was- of, I think they took advantage of what, what Trump was saying without laying out his plan of stability, which is something that I think he thought he was going to win and he didn't have to do. But if he would have laid out his plan of exactly how he was going to, to, to have a conditional withdrawal or a conditional drawdown, that would have been perfect because what they realize right now is even in this sense of failure, you, you, you saw it almost immediately. They're immediately blaming Trump. This is Trump's fault. This is going to be Trump's but fault. Wait a minute. This is, wait, they're wait, bound wait, by the agreement of the previous administration. You're hearing all that now. I know, but it goes further than that. They're using it as a mechanism to bring these people into our country. Oh, I, uh, and then they're saying and they're already saying, oh, we're at high alert, high alert. You know, we could have some terrorism, you know, so it, it, they're going to say, oh, now we have terrorists in our country. Now we have to lock down more. I mean, this is all. Oh, I, I think I think to a certain extent you're right. And when you look at historically what happened to the American citizen after September 11th, you want to believe that we became more secure and more safe when the reality is we are less secure in our own papers, less secure in our own liberty. I mean, arguably. What was used as a weapon against the American people was September 11th as they worked actively to create entire organizations that sole purpose is to monitor the American people. So that may be a very good point. Susan Highland Park. Hi, I'm, I'm always just marveled at the level of incompetency that 
taking place that we're witnessing having this insurrectionist as our president. And proof point mm-hmm. yesterday, in the middle of this mayhem, I'm filing through the Kabul, the Kabul um, embassy procedures of how the hell to get a free ticket out of there. They have posted at our, our embassy, you need to fill out this form. Like the exit strategy to their personnel is to fill out a freaking form in the middle of a crisis. Like yeah. they have a computer available. Well, I'm, I, I, I think they should have just put posters up. Get, get a 13 tattoo on your neck. Go to Mexico and come across the border. We'll give you a house. I think that's what they should have done. It's a lot easier than filling out the the form. And it's a lot easier, a lot safer than hanging on to the, the wheels of an aircraft taking off. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I don't think it's it, it it's incompetence. I think it's it's to a certain extent a philosophy that has a strategy that ultimately in failure gains strength. And that's what politics is. Show me a failure that wasn't more funded and grabbed more power. And uh, I'll show you the private sector. Because in the government sector, that's exactly how you get ahead. That's exactly how you make money. The Biden administration will gain more strength, more money from this very failure. And in the meantime, they get to blame it on the people they hate the most. The previous administration, who really was answering there and was there because of our frustration of bipartisan incompetence. It's called the American foreign policy. That's the real issue. And they've managed to squash it. Kira Elgin. Hey, Sean, I'm so glad you're on at 4 o'clock so I don't have to switch to John Howell, which I don't like listening to, but congratulations. I don't feel bad. And by the way, say hi to Mrs. Howell. Howell. I think his mother even listens to me. Go ahead. No, I I just... I'm kidding. It was just me. Go ahead. I can't help it. (laughs) Okay, I want to understand this. Are you sure that this is not just the opposite of, like, the George Costanza thing that you talked about with Jerry Seinfeld yeah. he was told to do the opposite you do opposite. Isn't that what this just is? The opposite of, and there's no other... My name is George. I live with my mom and dad. I have no job. Would you like to go out? And the girl says yes. I kind of like it. The Costanza approach to foreign policy? Just go... Joe Biden, just everything you did and voted for and every bill you presented, say you're against every policy and it'll be a win. It might very well be the plan. I like it, Kira, but I don't know if they're that smart, the Democrats. I really don't. Because what they understand, Kira, is they have no bar of failure. If you're a Democrat voter, the politician you vote for cannot be corrupt enough, cannot be incompetent enough, cannot fail enough for you to stop voting Democrat. It's just what they are. I got to go to break. Here's the good news. I will go to break because you know what this is? Just sit right back and you'll hear the tale, tale of a fateful trip That started from this topic, boy, oh boy, this tiny ship The mate was a mighty sailor, man, skipper, brave and sure Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour A three-hour tour It's the three-hour tour, my first three-hour day so I don't we have to get upset. We go to break. We come back. I still got two and a half hours. 312-642-5600. Most Americans have been ignorant to what's been happening in Afghanistan for the last 20 years. They detached themselves. Unfortunately, there are some families who are bound by tragedy. There are not just military families. As I had mentioned previously, there are kidnapped Americans. In fact, there is an Illinois family of a U.S. Navy veteran who has been held hostage by the Taliban for the last 18 months. 
I wanted to bring on um, Mark Farrick's father, Ari. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm sorry it has to be under these circumstances. Well, thank you, Sean, for listening to the story. And also, I want to thank Frank Pope for getting this together. Yes, Mr. Pope is someone that I grew up with. He came to my cigar store and told me about you. And I have to tell you, it was about a week and a half. It was about a week and a half ago. I deal with your grandfather years ago. Oh, really? In rebuilding generators, sure. yeah, I got a callus on my hand from from him teaching me. <laughs> but um, you know, it's 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 such a tragic thing that I haven't been able to get it out of my head since Mister Pope told me the story. Your son, a U.S. Navy veteran, actually went was lured there in a ruse. And as I looked into this, there are hundreds of people like this that were lured to Afghanistan with uh, the opportunity to make a tremendous amount of money and help the Afghan rebuild. And they went there. He's now, now explain, uh, explain the story. Your son's an engineer, correct? Yeah. And uh, he, he, um, he's been over there for about the last 10 years. And, um, uh, then we were informed by the FBI that he was taken captive a year ago, last January. And uh, we've been in touch with the FBI, and the FBI has been doing everything they can. And uh, they haven't really been able to pinpoint where he's at because they keep moving him around, as they do. And uh, as I've told them, I think because there's a $5 million reward for his return, I don't think that they are interested in the money. I think they're looking for someone else. That We've got a couple. They're real bad guys, you know, in jail. And, uh, so this is how the st- chance. Yeah, this is how the story was told to me, that um, it's more you got a better chance, because you've reached out to numerous politicians, Tammy Duckworth, Dick Durbin. You've reached out to, yes. to, to many um, Illinois representatives. Well, we... Go ahead. Yeah, we even we even wrote a letter to uh, President Biden, and uh, we got no response whatsoever from Biden. And um, when you see what's happening, it's it's just uh, I was thinking about your son while I was watching this um, last you know last Friday, and I was thinking to myself, they released five thousand prisoners of the Taliban. The they were Taliban members or Taliban friendlies that were in prisons, that were held for negotiations. And yeah. um, have you heard anything? What, the last contact, I mean, it, it, what's the current status of of what our chances are of getting your son back? Well, I don't know. It doesn't look too good. And the thing of it is, I think when uh, President Trump was um, saying that he was going to pull out the, the troops from Afghanistan, I think he was, and he also had a, he negotiated a deal that the Taliban and the Afghans should make. And uh, I think if they didn't keep the the conditions, which the Taliban kept breaking all along, he would not have pulled the troops out cold turkey like this. 
Exactly. Well, that's what he, you know, and that's the, you know, this is why it's so hard. All right. It's so hard to watch because we've got a bunch of people who do not understand what it's like to have a negotiation in principle and a negotiation of leverage or a negotiation from strength. And now we are in this position where our best thing is to hope and pray for your son versus negotiate from a position of strength. Look, if, if you give us our guys, we'll give you X, Y, Z. When you've got this 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 particular administration that, in my opinion, has proven itself for decades to be absolutely and totally incompetent. But it's more important that we focus on your son right now. Is there anything that the listeners can do? Is there any should we be calling these senators and saying, look, just get the Americans, especially the Illinois prisoners like your son, Mark, and get them back here or at least work with them something. Yeah, well, I'm I'm surprised that they aren't a little bit more tuned in. And quite frankly, I'm just disappointed in the government the way it is because, you know, they're they're just not, um, they're not doing anything. I mean, you know, you talk about elder abuse, um, you know, the, why why do they put Biden in there and make him president of the United States and responsible things he is not capable of making responsible decisions about other than what favor ice cream he likes? And that's exactly you know, right. And that's, the and, way it's, and that's the way it's been. I mean, I would feel very sad if I was a Democrat and, and saw what was happening to my party. You know, years ago, people were Americans first, and then they pick the best party for that served America. It's funny. I, I'm not a dyed in the wool anything, but I go with what's best for the future. And what's been happening lately, I, I don't know. I, it just, it, it's, it's devastating to see it, the whole thing deteriorating. And besides getting my son back, the, the whole country seems to be going downhow. I could. I, how am I going to disagree with you? First of all, my biggest gripe against Trump was that he had so many policies from his Democratic past. I wonder how many people actually realize how many decades Trump spent as a Democrat, and yet when he all he had to do was run as a Republican to get this kind of vitriol, where no one is even concerned with the actual reality of the consequences of what happens. And we're living through a time right now where America is having to learn how to digest this type of failure. But I don't want the focus to go off of the magnitude of this failure. Your son is one of literally hundreds, if not thousands of hostages that the Taliban has. And I've watched news coverage for the last 72 hours that has yet to really focus on the fact mm-hmm. of what, what do we do now? We have absolutely zero leverage with the Taliban as they have marched through, you know, I mean, they were the, the, the Afghan is where they made the French look like a uh, Braveheart. They dropped the weapons and abandoned ship. In the meantime, they're in the president. Well, How do you negotiate with them now? Yeah, exactly. And all of our intelligence and, and anything we had to leverage, get my son back it just seems to be gone in the wind. Well, what I'm going to do is, do you have a website or anything that talks the story of your son? Do you have anything that uh, I can link no, to? I'm, All right, so here's, no, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to the people here at AM560. We're going to contact you after my show. I'm going to, I want to pay for it. I want to have a site built. We're going to let the listeners go to the site, and I want to put some leverage politically because... Um, you know, reading the story, your son's only a little older than I am, and uh, 
it's just heartbreaking. I have kids. I cannot imagine. I can't, I wouldn't pretend to imagine, but I can sympathize. And uh, I want you to know that since Mr. Pope told me about this, I have not gone home and not thought about your son. And I want you to know I'm, I, we're all really hoping for the best outcome. And uh, we're going to do what we can. All right. Thank you very much. Don, thank and thank you. you for the time. Thank you, Ari. You stay strong. And uh, We'll be thinking about you. Everyone will. So thank you very much. I'll I'll okay. I'll, I'll be talking very to you soon. Good. Thank you. All right, three one two six four two fifty six hundred. I'm going to go have to uh, pay the managers now that I just committed to build a website, and I'll be taking your calls when I get back. It was easy. You commit a couple of the office nerds to build a website. We get it done by Friday morning. It'll be up. My commitment is Thursday, five p.m. Square Toes Gym is going to build a website. You're going to get it at uh, 560theanswer.com. We're going to build it on our site. And I want you to, you know, it's hard because it's Monday. I don't want this to be Thursday, but I want you to get ready to get there. We're going to sign the petition, and we're going to put pressure on these incompetent moron Marxists we call American Democrats to help the American citizens that are now trapped by the, you know, the proper word is the Afghani insurrectionists. See, that's an insurrection. Boys and girls, see how it looks? That's an insurrection. The idea that that um, what happened on January 6th protest is an insurrection. I just want to have some balance because this is what we're going to provide. I want to stop the spin of these spinmeister fraud Marxists, of these fascists, of these ignoramuses that will look at your face and lie right to it. We conduct effective counterterrorism missions against terrorist groups in multiple countries where we don't have permanent military presence. If necessary, we'll do the same in Afghanistan. Well, it must be necessary, stupid, because as you're spinning that tail, they're sending another, another 4,000. So you got 7,000 you've sent in the last 72 hours. But you're, you're an anti-war. You're going to get our boys home. After your very vote is the reason they're there. I, I tell you, it's a miracle. I, I don't know how anybody voted for him. I honestly don't know how anybody voted for him. I understand you don't like Trump. You didn't like him. I didn't like a lot of his policies. But the, were you unaware of what this idiot stood for, stands for, and will be remembered by history for? He will be the worst president in American history, bar none. And we've got some real losers out there. Real losers. Bipartisan losers. This is what uh, the legacy of this idiot will really be. Greg, Tri-State. Hey, Sean, I wanted to give you a call because um, one of my buddies from basic training is a specialist, and he's an interpreter. And uh, before joining the U.S. Army, he uh, was an interpreter in Afghanistan because he's a natural-born Afghani and uh, worked with special forces and all that kind of stuff. His family did so. He lost uh, two brothers, a father and a sister-in-law to the Taliban. And uh, he's he's concerned about the rest of his family over there, and he's getting nothing from his chain of command. Got heard nothing from them except that they're scared for their lives. Greg, I I am astonished at the American ignorance. I have been since I've reached maturity. But the idea that the American citizen does not understand exactly what's happening to the people who believe in the principles we are so willing to give away. What's happening right now? Could you imagine? I have two daughters. Could you imagine having daughters over there or a sister? Or it's preposterous. And to listen to these idiots, these politicians, and the people who vote for them, come out and tell me that. Uh, well, there's nothing, there's no alternative to this that you could have done. You could have incentivized through 
both the threat of force and incentive. And in the meantime, showed people how to be civilized. Because the reality is, these are 4th century savages. And there is nothing you can do to reason with them. Because to their mind, their idea of success is to die in the name of a religion that promotes murder and mayhem. I just, I, I, how are you going to reason at this point? How are you going to get it back? And what's the future for the innocent people? It seems to me like, like Marxist slavery for, for the rest of the time. Am I wrong? No, you're not. And I mean... Like you said before, it's not about whether you supported the war in the first place or you want the boys to get home as soon as possible. But there's a way of doing things properly and intelligently. And obviously, this is the opposite of what you ought to have done. And in the meantime that we're doing this, the Chinese have negotiated how to not only purchase their mineral rights, but how to show them how to make money off American policies. As you mark my words, before this administration leaves, we will be funding the very Taliban for lithium and various minerals in the soil, and we'll be buying it from the Chinese brokers. It is unbelievable. The magnitude of this failure is unbelievable to me. Thanks for calling the show, Greg. I really appreciate it. Trish, Lake Geneva, how are you? I got about a minute. Okay, so um, I don't know if this is incompetence. I think he is um, probably doing this on purpose to create a refugee crisis like the Syrian refugee crisis that overtook Europe. And I think they're all going to eventually come over here. Your thoughts? I think that, um, ironically, I think that that may have started out that way, but I think it will bite them. And what I mean by that is sometimes the greatest citizens in this country are the former refugees. And I believe that. To think yeah. that, that the refugees will be in a, in a, a problem or to think that the refugees may ironically be the ones that help throw out these feeble fascists because they've lived awesome. under fascism. And to me, sometimes yeah. the greatest American citizen is a former Soviet, a former citizen that was forced to live under the principles and ideology of the very American party destroying this country, the Democrats and the Marxism, that may come here and and benefit us. So to be honest with you, can you imagine if you had if you had a sister that was over there or a cousin or a relative? Yeah. I, I, I'm not I'm not saying I wouldn't want to risk rescue those people. I actually would. So I'm not one of these people that want to pay people to stay in hell holes. I think we oh, should no, be a beacon either. of freedom. But, Thank you. No, I, I agree. I appreciate the call, Trish. Thank you so much. Believe it or not, it's a three hour show. That first hour went damn fast. I still think it's going to be the fastest show on radio. What do you think about that, Rocket? Yeah, you don't know. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. We'll be back. the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. still astonished by the, the fact that, that Democrats elected this feeble moron. I mean that. Joe Biden looks pathetic and weak. 
do you think we're the only ones, the people who are in this country that are not Marxist, that voted against Joe Biden, are the only ones that think this? Or does the rest of the world see him exactly the way we do, as feeble, weak, and corrupt? Feeble, weak, and corrupt is how Joe Biden is seen, and it proves the fact of exactly what you've seen in Afghanistan, which, by the way, is the first and by far not the last failure of the Biden administration. In fact, as you reflect on every single instance, every single decision, every single policy, it is failure. The benefit to this policy is that you're simply seeing it in real time. It just didn't take as long as the Green New Deal, as Bidenomics, as the border. It's just not taking as long. But failure, nonetheless, is what Joe Biden is the face of. And it's the way in which Joe Biden will be remembered. Now, Jake Tapper has historically been a propagandist fraud willing to spew socialist propaganda for decades. It's how he has his job. It's what he is, along with Chuck Todd and uh, the crypt keeper, Martha Raddatz, and the rest of these buffoons. They're propagandists. They're frauds. They're liars. Always spewing collectivism. Always protecting the very government that has ironically destroyed the principles of Americanism. In the, in the striving for this utopia. Well, how is that any different than what the Taliban is? It's just a lower IQ utopia. They're spewing the same fascism, the same collectivism, the same government control. What's the real difference aside from the religious hullabaloo? What's the real difference? The Taliban, has anybody taken a look at what the Taliban system for healthcare is? Is it going to be that different than what the Democrats spew? Is it, you know, it's not that far different from Cuba. It's not that far different from Venezuela. What's the uh, Taliban's economic plan? Well, don't worry, China will fill in those details. See, the problem is this wasn't ever even thought about from the aspect of what are we really fighting? This should have been done when Joe Biden and his cohorts, Charlie Wilson's war. Ooh, let's make a movie. Tom Hanks will play it. It'll look like he's the hero versus then what he's really doing. Funding, training, weaponizing the Taliban. You morons, this is the enemy you built. And did you correct their positions on the theocracy that they were guaranteeing to implement should they be in charge? And this is what the Biden administration and the rest of these morons calling themselves Democrats don't want you to look at. They built this enemy. You know, uh, um, sometimes I will disagree with the lovely Misty Misty Callahan's husband, but he has a, a saying that I find to be brilliant. Don't create Godzilla and get mad when he squashes Tokyo. That's exactly what you've done here. Keith Conrad will come up with that. That's his one good line for 10 years of employment. I still say it's worth it because he's right. You created the Taliban. Don't get mad when they do exactly what you trained them to do when they were fighting the Russians and you were fighting the proxy war, you idiots. You've been listening to President Biden speaking at the White House forced to talk about the worsening crisis in Afghanistan, forced to speak uh, to the nation after the calamity of the Taliban takeover. And I just want you to focus on that. Here's a president that everybody knew and they've been asking for the weekend. Where's Joe Biden as he was doing his his uh, Mr. Burns blood infusion, like Keith Richards, to pretend that this guy's still functional. Um, He's forced to speak to you. Now, I want you to think back just eight short months ago. When every day he was under attack, Trump, every single day. And by the way, some of it I enjoyed. Some of it I liked. I like a media that's contentious. Wouldn't it be fascinating to watch a media 
question this idiot about the foreign policies that got us into this pickle where he pretends now to represent the soldiers and the people of America or care or give one rip about the Americans that are still trapped there? Afghanistan, the president stated that he stands squarely behind the decision he made to withdraw all U.S. forces from Afghanistan, even though he has, in fact, been forced to send roughly 6,000 back in. Does he stand behind his decision to train and arm the Taliban? That's the question. Or does the American Marxist media want you to forget exactly how we got here? The president saying, in fact, that if anything, the events of the last few days, this foreign policy and humanitarian disaster proves to him that he made the right decision, given the fleeing of Afghan politicians from the country. And in there lies the beauty. This this moron is the reason he he acts as if he just poof. I'm in the White House. 50 years of these decisions, you idiot, is why you're in this pickle, not to mention When you were in government pretending to be the vice president, when you were setting up all those sweetheart business deals for your crackhead son, that time you were laying the groundwork for these very people you now say fled the country. You and Obama are the ones that were bribing them as they stole billions and built palaces that would have made Saddam Hussein blush, you moron. Is there going to be a reporter that asked that question? And the collapse of the Afghan military. The president said that the buck stopped with him, but in fact, the speech was full of finger pointing and blame, especially for the Afghans, even saying that while the U.S. would be working to rescue those Americans and U.S. allies who needed to be saved, he claimed part of the reason why the U.S. did not save sooner Afghan allies, the translators and others who worked with the U.S. military who fear being slaughtered by the Taliban, they didn't act sooner, the president said, because some Afghans, he claimed, did not want to leave earlier because they were hopeful about a new Afghan government. Uh, well, there are morons that believe the Biden administration, and that's what you get for believing them. But no matter who gets what, the tragedy is, can you imagine if it was your daughter or your son or your brother or your sister? The idea that we are unable to put a face on this failure, aside from Joe Biden's, which if he could move it would, ha- would be the face of failure, Joe Biden. Can you imagine what it must be like to have family members there and have your cries for help from American elected politicians ignore them, especially when you're in Illinois, Illinois, where the mafia Democrat honed his skills, Illinois, where you should have some sway. After all, there's an Obama library. This is the home of Barack Obama, not where he likes to have his birthday parties, though, and we understand why it's safer to have him on Martha's Vineyard than it is his his Hyde Park mansion that Tony Resco had to buy. But can you imagine the irony of being an Illinois Democrat? Somebody crying for Illinois Democrats like like Dick Durbin to help you and it falling on deaf ears of Tammy Duckworth and the rest of them? Imagine what it, it's, it's, it's a tragedy. But do we even know how many there are? Because I had uh, uh, the father of one on. What about the others that are out there. A plea from a local father as he tries to get his family back home from Afghanistan. Just speaking to on behalf of my family and my kids, my wife, they are, they are stranded. 
they need desperate help. On Sunday, the Taliban swept into the country after the government collapsed. Now Ali, who was born in Afghanistan, says his family is seen heavily armed Taliban fighters flooding the streets of Kabul. We're only using Ali's first name for safety reasons. His wife and three young kids went to visit family in Afghanistan back in June. They were set to come home in just a few weeks. Right now, it's all, all the country is taken over by the Taliban. These videos shared by Ali's family show what it looks like right now near the capital city. The man you hear talking in the video describing the scene, Ali translating. Everybody's running there for their lives and they, they may find nowhere to go. Now, see, here's my problem. At what time in history was it a good idea to arm the savages we now refer to as the Taliban, who now are in control of all Afghanistan? At what time was it a good idea to make these people heavily trained and heavily armed? Because that's what Joe Biden's real legacy is. I mean, I guess it's somewhat convincing or or soothing to know he's going to wear the failure, but he'll only do that among Republicans. Democrats will defend this and they will blame Trump because they have the attention span of a second grade CPS student without a teacher instead of a day or, or with a daycare teacher instead of a a teacher teaching history because the real history of what joe biden is is the man who one of the men who made the decisions one of the key democrats who made the decision to arm the taliban and strengthen the taliban and now the fact that they have americans hostage and you have to worry because their ruthlessness really goes without the, the correct description and the correct emphasis and the correct diagnosis of who made them democrats like joe biden and Charlie Wilson. That's who made them. The problem is everyone else is unfortunately going to suffer the consequences while Joe Biden gets to pretend to be the president. It's a failure that you almost can't wrap your head around. Ross in Rolling Meadows. Yeah, hi, Sean. You're the man. Oh, thanks. Um, I, I wanted to get out of Afghanistan for a long time. But you don't get out of Afghanistan by leaving the airports behind that we had with all the munitions in them. If you look at the, the videos, the Taliban's driving around in our Humvees. I, that's they the part. That's they have all of our our ammunition, our weapons. It's insanity what you're watching. It's insanity. And now they're going to blame Trump because Trump made the mistake of saying we're going to pull troops out without saying why and the conditions of the plan because the other thing you have to remember is i want you to think back who was the secretary of state you got mike pompano pompano is that how you say his name yeah versus anthony blinken anthony blinken a child who was nothing more than joe biden's office manager it's preposterous it's despicable 312-642-5600 i'll take your calls and comments when i get back I know, I know. It's Pompeo. I said Pompano. I think I said Pompano. Well, if it's any consolation, I knew a Mike Pompano. Maybe that's why. But we all know. But the different, the broader point is, who do you think that the Taliban would have been more weary to double cross? And I think you're living through the answer. The answer is that there is not a terrorist organization that views Joe Biden as a man. Not one. Not one that's going to respect Anthony Blinken. Not one. Not one that's going to respect any administration that makes the choices the Biden administration has made in eight, seven and a half short months. 
I mean, what is the uh, the repercussion of being an enemy of America? From what I can see, it looks like you get very well funded and pretty much everything you want, and they'll pick out one or two enemies in your country, and then they'll do something called sanctions on that person, not aware of the Panama Papers and exactly how these so-called oligarchs are circumventing our, our, our sanctions. I'm so sick of listening to this spin and this nonsense, but imagine what it must be like. I remember my uncle, who was a, a Vietnam veteran. And I remember how just disgusted he felt, not just because of what happened at the end of Vietnam, but how the American government lied at every position of the Vietnam War. How they misconstrued everything from the Gulf of Tonkin to the rest of it, to the exit and the failure. How they lied to the troops the entire time. It's a disgrace, this history of what what has happened here. Now what you're seeing is the people and the warriors that have fought in Afghanistan. Can you imagine what it must be like? To realize what you did and what the purpose was. Mike on the northwest side does because he is a veteran of the Afghanistan war. Hi, Mike. How are you? How are you doing, Tom? I talked to you before. I was there in 2001 when we actually won the war, when 5th Group went in and with the help of our air support, assisted the Northern Alliance to just destroy the Taliban. And um, what happened was a snowball effect where where the Taliban that were defeated by the Northern Alliance would join the Northern Alliance and they move on to the next city and have just overwhelming numbers. And they quickly overran the country in three weeks. Well, the, the um, thing that happened there is we put the wrong people in charge. That's when, you know, you have the, the Department of Defense comes in, the Army, yeah. the Navy, the Air Force, Marines, and they stomp the enemy and they establish a, they establish are, are, are there? But here's the here's the question I have to you: Do the citizens, in your opinion, now I you know I mean, can you imagine how they must hate America and hate the American idea of here we're here to help you, and then we abandon them, and now they're subjected to what if they were sympathetic to the American policies? Now they're murdered in the mayhem. So what happens now? What's the what's the will of the Afghan citizen, or is it just now going to be a theocracy? Of, of Taliban terrorists, we call them terrorists, they call themselves religious zealots, and, 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 and they, from their opinion, they're right. What's the future look like, in your opinion? You were among these people. Okay, you're not gonna, I don't think you're going to like this, but, um, you know, people are complicit in their own demise. And much <laughs> like working on the west side and south side as a police officer, where someone would get shot and the whole neighborhood knew exactly who shot them, but wouldn't tell the police, the same thing goes in Afghanistan. They're all intertied. They're all related. You know, they could be brothers. One brother's fighting with the Taliban. The next brother is with the Afghan National Army. They really owe no loyalties except, one, their family. Two, their clan. Three, their tribe. Then it goes up to their religion, you know, and there's really no loyalty to Afghanistan. So the people that were there, they knew what was coming. They knew what was coming, but they said nothing. They, they, they. They hoped that if they just placated the um, Taliban, paid them off and everything, that when things changed, the Taliban would take care of them, that they wouldn't be part of the. So maybe it's to the point now, just just completely take the loss and move on. Well, it's funny because what you're going to have is a proxy war between Iran and Pakistan. The Iranians being Shia, the Pakistanis being Sunni, and they're going to have a nice proxy war in Afghanistan that's going to be fanned on by the Indian intelligence 
And then you're going to have China just absolutely raping them for all the natural resources, yeah. specifically lithium that they could get. That's the big one. Yeah. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for calling, but moreover, I want to thank you, and I'm glad I'm glad you made it out of there. I really, really am. I'm glad you made it out of there. I hope everybody you knew did too. It's just a tragedy because to me, it's just why well, risk? Why risk these 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 Americans? Why waste the money? Why do any of it? And it all could have been avoided. They knew this going into it. Joe well, Biden, thirty you know, years, fifty years of bad decisions. I mean, it's just a it's a travesty. But thank you very all much. All we had to do was pay off the Northern Alliance, and they could have taken care of the whole country. We had to put a guy that looked good in um, um, that he looked good in his traditional Afghani dress, Karazai, whose brother couldn't even run a restaurant in Chicago. Yeah, but the nice thing is, did you see their houses? They did pretty well for themselves. Thanks for the phone call, Mike. If you're on the line, oh, one more. I got Tucker. I think let's go to Mike in Plano. Mike. Hey, Sean. You know, I was uh, watching Fox News this morning. They have this contributor named Joey Jones, and uh, he said something that uh, I kind of rubbed me the wrong way. He goes. Uh, how does withdrawing for, from Afghanistan keep me more safe? Now, I, look, I, I have respect for Joey Jones because he was an Afghan war vet who lost his legs. So mm-hmm. it's, it, this is nothing against it personally, but it's just more about the mindset of people like him and um, probably most Americans over these last couple generations. of. Well, that's the conservative tagline, right? That's the conservative yeah, tagline is that we're wasting George our boys, Carlin's we're wasting our money to keep us safe here. You know. Yeah, George Carlin said it best that, you know, Americans are too obsessed with safety and security. And I have no reason to be in fear of people in a landlocked country that's tribal that are stuck in the 7th century. Yeah, I like it. I like it, Mike. And, uh, you know, the, you also have to reject the uh, the idea that we're here to help you and we're going to kill you until you agree with us. 312-642-5600. It's a pickle. All right. Was it 66 people shot this weekend? Another Democrat success story. Chicago, we'll get to that in a little while, but I want to get to your calls first. And this is a great one. I'm going to preface it by saying this is a great one. This is why I love our audience. How many people know about this? I remember this because I remember the story of a $43 million gas station that only the government could build. Dave, Libertyville. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it was, uh, the, I heard it was five hundred million dollars or something, but forty-three four, million is enough. Forty-three million dollars that the Pentagon built. <laughs> I mean, you, it, 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 can you imagine the real money that was stolen and absconded with when they Jeez. when the Taliban the, they look like a bunch of Lori Lightfoot in her nightgown running through the the, the palace? It turned out <laughs> to be. It's the guy, he just was taking the money. America's given billions of dollars. The guy just, I, I, I'm just going to take it. Nobody checked on anything. Nobody knew anything. It's no. just, you know, here's the good and side. At least hopefully now leaving, that'll stop. We're leaving all our stuff over there, and they know how to run it. They'll, they'll figure it out. Oh, of course. Uh, if I remember no. correctly, um, Biden was, was all excited when he was talking about how well they were we have trained and equipped a standing force of over 300,000 Afghan personnel today. And now the Taliban has everything. It's just, it's yep. just sickening, Dave. But uh, here's the good news. Um, I guess it's not as bad over here yet. So thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Get ready for the Taliban, the representative from the Taliban. That'll be next. Although I think we got a couple of Congress people who are representing the Taliban. I'm pretty sure they're... Minnesota, I could be wrong. Tim Johnsburg, how are you? Hello. How are you? 
Pretty good. I was just wondering if you ever talked about the special kind of flowers they like to grow over in Afghanistan, and don't you think that might have a lot to do with all the interest in that country? You're talking about the Heron and how Heron is recession-proof. In fact, right now, Heron on the south side of Chicago is selling for exactly the price it sold for in 1976. Is that what you mean? My point exactly. Oh, yeah. Wait, here's the good news. Um, I don't know if they show the planes flying out there delivering the poppy that becomes the American heroin, but I, I, I'm guessing the supply chain will be a lot more affected in lumber than it will be in heroin by the Taliban taking over. Thank you, Tim. And how dare you be aware of uh, actual news perpetrated by our government. David, how are you, Dave? Oh, Sean? Yes. Yeah, no, I wanna, first I want to say how much I enjoy your program. I frankly wonder how long it'll be before they find a way to take you off the air through government coercion or something. Well, I don't know. I've, I, 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 I don't think it'll happen. I've got uh, wonderful people here at Salem have uh, have uh, put me on, and they have agreed to uh, continue with it. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on that. But here's what I will say, David. I'm, it's not going to change my opinion, right? To me, this is a very obvious a very obvious, not just a government failure, but a government collusion. To me, everybody saw this coming. It's almost refreshing that it came this fast, as despicable and disgusting as it is. But it should be a warning sign why the American citizen should pay a little bit more attention to what the government's doing, a little less attention to what about a strangers are doing in tights as they run around and play pre-football games, which is even dumber than the actual football season. So, David, thank you for the phone call. How do you... How- how do you manage to hold on to any hope that things will ever get better? Because because right now, you know what where the hope is? It lies in, in you and it lies in me. It lies in the people listening. And here's ironically, it lies in the Afghani citizen who's being tortured right now because the hope is something that this country grabbed and made a principle and built a country around. It's called freedom and liberty. So the hope is no matter how much tyranny exists, freedom and liberty will always win in the end, although it will be beaten it'll be abused it'll be tortured it'll be killed the people who want it that doesn't mean it dies i don't think liberty and freedom ever dies and i that's where the hope is the hope is sooner or later they're going to see enough of this failure that maybe there'll be a kid out there right now who will be the next i pray you're right i think i am david and i i do too thank you very much and that's really what this is about what is the philosophy what exactly are we watching around the world to me we're watching willing and people cast themselves into servitude to a government for this idea of safety. We've seen it throughout history, but never before we as Americans are going through it. We as Americans right now are living through exactly what, what, what it's like to watch citizens give up, their, or give up your freedom, your liberty, in the sense of a comfortable servitude and slavery. See, that's what's really happening in Afghanistan right now. These are just very obvious tyrants. The Taliban are obvious tyrants. What about the not-so-obvious tyrant? What about the not-so-obvious tyrant right now in America who is lobbying for principles that would make the Taliban recognize tyranny? The kind of American citizen that right now is advocating, not just for a, a taxing system that steals the money from people who earn it and redistribu- redistributes it to so-called the virtuous, useless Americans, but what about the people that are advocating for a complete and total reversing back to COVID yesteryear, where you're shut down, where your businesses are shut down, where you're masked and the rest of it. And now add on top of that the cherry 
the cherry of an experimental vaccine. Because this is what we're living through in this country. Now, I could have spent the rest of the show and all of it and the rest of it. We could be arguing against the conservative idea of nation building versus the libertarian idea of of complete and utter uh, isolation or the protectionist idea of Democrats of we'll just kill you from the air and we won't have ground troops. We could do all that. But what about what's happening right now in this country as we are seeing citizens Demand that other citizens capitulate and give up their freedom and liberty for their safety. See, that's very similar to all tyrannical, despotic countries around the nation. That's the one I'm concerned with. Because in my world, in my America, we are a beacon that gives the people who are being tortured and abused by Taliban's, by governments around the world, we're supposed to be the place you come and the American ideals and principles of liberty and, and, and individuality are stoked by the government, protected by the shield of law. Reality is we're losing that too. While this is going on, there is active, active cases where you're being dictated to, 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 to travel. I, read a story on Friday about Joe Biden that had proposed this. This is before the Taliban took over and pointed out the failures of our foreign policy. Joe Biden wants to have an interstate vaccine for people who travel on the highways, that there's going to be a need to go from one state to the other state, and you have to prove that you were vaccinated or, or whatever the case is. They're working out the tyranny now. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, that's a lot of stuff that we see familiar and we complain about in foreign lands in the Middle East and all of it. And it didn't get much reporting. Now, I understand there was a big story. Big story. Taliban took over faster than expected. But we're still fighting this whole notion that right now there is a cure for this so-called COVID when there isn't. Right now, 74% in Massachusetts County who have COVID had the vaccine. Dr. Fauci, and I hate even saying the word doctor, doctor before i say fauci is going on sunday programs telling you right now yeah you're going to need a booster you're going to need a booster did they tell you about the booster when they told you to get vaccinated no because the reality is they don't know what they're doing but what they do know is they have the power to do it and i'm going to ask you what is what do you think is happening and how long before our american government actually mandates via law and threat of your freedom and your property before you have to put the vaccine in your body. 312-642-5600. If you think they couldn't admit they're wrong with Afghanistan, what do you think it's going to be like with American fascism when we get back? Nice poll game. Aside from the hypocrisy of what's happening on our border in regards to COVID, our government transporting infected illegal aliens throughout the country, mainly... In uh, Republican states, they disagree with the fact that the matter is we have a, an entire political party that doesn't mind this. In fact, what they want to do is use COVID, is use the vaccine as a weapon of tyranny. That's just how I see it. And it's just the reality. As you see right now, we discussed briefly on Friday. Justice Barrett denies the request. One woman, Supreme Court justice, as college kids say, look. We don't want to have this vaccine mandate as colleges around the country are dictating that this experimental drug has to be ingested by people in order to attend this so-called university. Now we're seeing nurses. I had a, a relative that is in nursing 
that is losing her job with three years less left of her retirement, losing it because she will not put the vaccine in her body and their attitude was get out and stay out. And we're missing the broader point that it is failing. Sorry, the vaccine is failing. I hate to be the one to tell you reality because the the other reality is their media is not going to cover it. They're not going to cover it. They're embarrassed to cover it. Fauci, He can speak out of both sides of his mouth. That's his career. He can come out one day and say one thing and the next day say the other, and he somehow doesn't lose credibility. In fact, he gains it. And he is the theocrat, or he is the the technocrat, excuse me, that is controlling policy with a whim. This buffoon who hasn't seen a patient in 50 years. This guy is now in charge of American policy. It's the way it is. But when it comes to the vaccine, to me it's a little different. This isn't a thing about the mask, of which I resist, and the fact and the actual science. The mask is a feel-good safety net, makes you feel all warm and cozy. It's like a teddy bear for morons, the mask. Feel all nice and safe. Well, you're not, but just keep it on your face, dummy, and prove what you are. We understand that. But the vaccine is an experimental drug. It just is. And there are medical professionals, actual doctors, that don't want to take it. There are nurses that don't want to take it. And guess what's happening? They're losing their careers after being on the front lines during the so-called pandemic, as I call it, the Fauci flu, not missing a day, dealing with the chaos. And now these very nurses are going to lose their job if they don't put the vaccine in their body. Imagine, imagine showing up every single day, nurses working round the clock, bringing in nurses, traveling nurses, getting paid up the wahoo because we couldn't get enough staff in our icu units to treat covid these nurses these physicians assistants these nps these people showed up every day without proper ppe took time away from their families were on the front lines with people infected with covid they had no vaccine last year but now we're forcing our healthcare workers to choose between their careers And the ability to just say, I'm not ready. I don't want. And that's because you have a tyranny, a tyranny that is forcing people in the field who've made the decision, the property over their body. I'm not taking it. And now in good conscience, they are losing their livelihood. And this is not a minor issue. This is not something where, well, the kids are going to have to learn to be conformist. Now they're not individuals anymore. And we're going to if they want to go to college, they can go. But they're going to have to take this vaccine, even though we now know that there have been massive, massive failures in the result, especially among women, especially among women with the second vaccine. It doesn't matter if they want to go to school, they're going to have to play ball because they're hiding the actual data. I've only got two minutes. I blew through another hour. Man, oh, man, we're going to need another one. I want to take Kathy and Hinsdale before I play the clip. Kathy, how are you? I'm okay. Um. But I keep hearing all about this Delta variant and the Epsilon variant and all these different variants. I want to know where they're getting this data. Does anybody know? Nobody ever says. I am a medical technologist in the Chicagoland area. We have 35 hospitals in the lab system that I work for. We have never, ever tested for a variant. So I want to know where they're getting this. All we test for is COVID, period. It's not. It's not any kind of variant. So the problem that you have is that the the, the Delta oh, variant, no. the Lambda variant, and I guess the original Fauci variant all 
there is no way to have a specificity to make sure you're just testing COVID. And, right. and, I mean, unless they're doing it in some research lab somewhere, we don't know what came from Africa or what came from from the British. You know, from well, this Britain supposedly or, the Delta came from people. India, which is right next to China. And the right. Wuhan lab right. where, where they was funded by Dr. Fauci and Americans to create and mess with a virus that they want us to believe escaped if, through nature. Yeah. none of these hospitals are testing for it, where are they getting their data for it? Wouldn't it be something, Kathy, if you, are, if you stumbled onto something and they just making more variants to stoke more fear, to get more freedom and liberty from the citizens and to create more panic so they could have more control? Hmm. Boy, that would be something, I, Kathy. Yeah, this is quite a first day. So far, I might have been investigated by the FBI uh, for building a website without their permission. <laughs> and uh, Kathy may have just broke the story that there is no other variance. There's just more fear. Kathy, boy, oh, boy. It would be, what, a, what a first day. It's, I say this is a banner win. And you, plus that, uh, you can't get the, the uh, Gilligan's Island theme off your head. This is a a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Two hours down, one more to go. It still seems fast to me. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Judd Dunning is not just an author of 13 and a half reasons why not to be a liberal and how to enlighten others. Judd is a conservative writer, comedian, producer, host of a late night political news podcast. And he has a new article in Newsmax. And when I read the title, I like having Judd on because I like him. Judd, how are you? Hey, back at you, Sean. I like you. I like America. I like the show. Good to be here again. Thank you very much. All right. You cannot de-risk America. No new COVID, new deal needed. Is it obvious to everybody that we're going to go down through shutdown part due and this one's going to really have to stick? I mean, I am. It's obvious to me. We're going to do it again, aren't we? I think it's absolutely obvious. As a matter of fact, I'm the proud owner of contracts with realtors in Florida and Texas as we speak. Well, I'm a real estate my, I'm a real estate broker in South Florida. I got tuition payments. If you bought it through another broker, that's the interview's over. <laughs> you got it. You got it, buddy. I know I never pass up a capitalist. That's a good and you are definitely a public one. Thank you. Thank you. So um yeah, you're getting ready to get the hell out of there. And you know, this is something, um, Judd, that I've been practicing and I've been preaching for quite a while, that there is a difference in states and there there is a difference in the mentality of those who govern them. And that in the shutdown, the next shutdown, you're definitely going to want to be in a non-totalitarian state. Um, so I'm glad to see you have these deals because you're in California, and that's not friendly to freedom. No, California's been it's been so interesting. I mean, listen, yesterday they reported there were 4,300 new COVID cases, the highest in six months. And last week there were only 13 recorded COVID deaths out of 18.71 million people. 
and yet we Delta Lambda, the rest of the animal house that Fauci is touting from his drinking days, is coming here being hyper-metastasized. And they're, you know, we all know what Gavin Newsom, we all know what Garcetti's been doing. And they're, you know, look at, look, look at what's really happening in California. The, we will never know what the comorbidities are of those 13 people a day, because no. for the CDC, 169 people die a day of heart disease in California, 163 from cancer, 43 from stroke, 43 from Alzheimer's, 14 from opiates, the list goes on. But we don't talk rationally to our state in any form or fashion. It's all about politics. I remember reading years and years ago, you know, we had 2.8 and change million people die in a, in a country with 340 million people. And I mean, there's a massive amount of people that die long before the word COVID was ever uttered. And the hysteria that you can create by picking out a category in those 2.8 million plus deaths a year is really something that I think we underestimated when, and I'm not making light of it. Listen, my brother-in-law almost died. I had it. It was, a, you know, it was less than fun. But the reality is when you try to put it into a certain perspective and you try to inform people that, look, even what I'm seeing on the news now, I spend half my time in Florida. What I'm seeing on the news never mentions the fact that Florida is sixth from the bottom in terms of the states that have had actual deaths due to COVID with an average age that is extremely high compared to Chicago or compared to, you know, other states. It's an old state. And the reality is it's an old state. people, yeah. people die. Florida, the, the great state you go to to die. They, right? they, and there's exactly. a reason they say that because it's a great place to retire. And yet they still are sixth from the bottom in deaths. Why is it that there is only a few that want to put that perspective? And what happens is in this new censorship era of America, there seems to be people that are afraid to to really try to put that perspective on COVID. Yeah, and there are people, though, that are putting it back at such a ratio that at least we're having a rational discussion. As I say, I'm a rationalist, not a radical. All I'm doing is, you know, I'm in the Rand Paul school of thought that you keep reading and making the decision. The real issue that we have, I mean, look, man, we have to, and I don't want to get in the anti-vax world, et cetera. But there's a great documentary going around for the swine flu right now. And it is the exact conversation, the exact shaming, exact polarization. We have been here before, conservatives we know from history. And you know what happened during that period? A ton, like 4,000 people sued the government for billions of dollars because of injuries. So we do have a right. And they've already looked, man. Everybody knows, right? The vaccine did not protect you from getting COVID again. They're saying, oh, it might protect you from greater mortality issues. It's a moving target. When I first got into uh, this period of the pandemic, I went to my doctor. He said, Judd, listen, in the history of epidemiology, there's 100 flus going through L.A. every year. We might isolate it down to like the top 10. Of those 10, we might hit it. 35% chance we'll get it right. I don't think vaccine science has changed in like 24 to 46, 48 months. I think we all know that science moves in quantum leaps of intelligence and humanity. So the rational person would say, my body, my choice. That's all I'm and, trying you know, to yeah. other, That's, that's all, all I'm matters. advocating for. That's all I'm advocating for. Now, now me, you know, John, I'm going to be very serious. I don't drink because I don't want to put it in my body. That's how, that's how radical I am when it comes to that stuff. I really feel that way. I have daughters, however, that are in college. And they're literally being extorted to put it in their body. Now, here's the thing. I raised two independent people, two independent women. I want them to make the cho choice they want to make. I don't want them to make my choice. 
But what I do want them to have is the liberty and freedom to make a choice. This is a bizarro world, Judd, and I'm getting nervous about it because to me, it's about the money. And what's happened during this pandemic is the government has seized the right to have all money. They've seized the idea that they could shut down private businesses and take them away from us and put us under, a, you know, it's I don't think it's hyperbole to call it house arrest. And I, I am disgusted by this. Uh, the pressure is getting really uncomfortable. And it seems like on an interstate level, I mean, thank God for the, the certain governors out there that are already touting it, Abbott, Nome, and... Uh, um, DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis, they're all showing us that, hey, the federal si- system will protect your individual rights as far as travel. Now what we need to do is move all those states together, and they can succeed. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah. we're getting to a point in the nation where, like, literally people are saying, hey, you have to make a potentially self-risky decision, right, which is how the vaccine works out. Because, you know, for example, when they did the anthrax uh, vaccines quickly in our military, Three to five years later, we saw neurodegenerative and cardiovascular issues. Three to five years later. So we're not going to know what the risks are. And people are saying, oh, to travel to this next state, you might have to do that. Oh, to get this job, you may have to do this. Oh, we're going to give you a, uh, a penalty in California if you don't do this. I mean, it's, it's very, very interesting times for me. I, I think it is, as, as Mark Levin said, the biggest in, impingement on American freedom we've seen in our lifetime. And Judd, if you know, I'm not I'm not an attorney, but I have to it's to be nervous when they immunize the pharmaceutical companies from the repercussions of a drug that was not properly tested. So, in other words, there is nothing you can do if you are given this. And we see across the country numerous, numerous cases of women who are suffering certain paralysis, young girls who are affected, uh, um, and that data and that information is being squashed. You know, I, I say paralyzed because we don't know if it's permanent or temporary, but we have over 70 women who have been paralyzed, for lack of a better word. They can't move. Now, I'm hoping it's for a period of time and it's transitory, but we don't know this. What we do know is the information against it is being squashed, and it uh, I'm hoping there's an outlet out there that is trying to advocate for it. But when I see that YouTube has the ability to scrub it, they took down Rand Paul for mentioning something about masks. How far are the American people going to tolerate censorship, in your opinion? I think we're getting to a breaking point. I think there was a very, I mean, look what's happening in Europe and look at what's happening around the world. I mean, there's been these freedom days that have already occurred in like, what, 72 nations at once. So. There's definitely a movement that's coming to America. I think people are, you know, it's interesting, though. I think we've been repressed and a little bit more civil here because we were all just threatened that if you stand up for uh, peacefully for uh, election reform, you could now be locked away without due process, like as as you're seeing coming up in the the press now. We, We have a new legal system where you might fall out of the beauty of the Magna Carta's influence on our great country. You might not, you might not get due process. Who knows what's going to happen to all your other elemental rights. We actually saw that happen. Like we, I think there was something going on in the last couple of years, Sean, which is interesting. We, we're starting to see that, that justice doesn't apply the same way to the elites, which I never thought we'd really see that at the level it's happening. And now we're seeing a weaponized DOJ in the justice system. And now we're seeing, that justice in its application is the difference between the uh, you know BLM riots and January 6th, that you might be, again, an American Guantanamo experience. 
And then the DHS just put out this thing. It was like, hey, well, you know, we have to worry about the Taliban now. And by the way, also vaccine riots uh, or election reform riots. So we're starting to brand everybody uh, domestic terrorists in order to treat them more like criminals of war. So that's actually happened. So I think we're all a little bit like, hey, I don't know if I want to go out in the streets on this right now. Yeah. Let's see if we can get there more. And I, I really, as a citizen, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want to go out at a mass protest anymore. What happens if they target you? And Judd, uh, along with that, you've got a massive amount of Americans that have been put onto various forms of welfare. In fact, there was an article today in AP. Um they boosted the food stamp benefits by 25% to offset inflation. One thing I've always realized, and you can witness throughout world history, is that a society that gains its sustenance from government is a society that is willing to forever cast themselves into that servitude. Are there enough people now a year and a half, in excess of a year and a half, we've been dealing with government rule over the economy? Are there enough citizens, in your opinion, I know mine, that are on government sustenance that will go along with the government because this is their only stream to stay alive. So you've got that aspect that I think a lot of Republicans, a lot of conservatives are missing, is that people, once they're on it, are willing to put up with various government atrocities because, after all, they're on the payroll now. Shouldn't that be factored into the future and the predictions that I, I it could be that America will forever be a European socialist country after COVID? Yeah, I mean, you nailed on the head, man. I, look, I took, uh, I was in rehab in 1987. I appreciate we, so you have the, we have the right to kill ourselves in this country, right, with drugs, alcohol, whatever you use, uh, the vaccine, whatever, whatever it is, right? But we, ha- we also have the right not to. Uh, and so, anyway, I, I caught my problem years ago, and uh, I was in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, 1987. I quit partying. I was in a fraternity, and I, I went on EDD. You know, I proudly went on EDD once. I walked into that place, and they said, hey, you know what, it's going to help us pay the, the you know, it's like 30 grand to go to rehab back then. Yeah. It still is, I think. And uh, so I said, okay, you know, I'll do that. And they used the money for the food there. And I was in a halfway house six months later, and, you know, I've had this amazing life saved by undeserved grace. So I, I used the system one time. But now PPP, EDD, and too much THC <laughs> is how people have are now living in the United States proudly. I had a hiring crisis recently. I have 75 people line up to, to work for me and uh, come shake my hand. I'm your next guy. I'm next your guy. You know, I have a financial company and I've just had a chain this time. I had people tell me to go to heck. I had people like treating me poorly, not returning calls. I eventually hired a good man sitting next to me through a, a, a dear friend. But most people, I had people honestly say, Hey, I, I can't afford to come back to work. I make more yes. living off the government. <laughs> I was like, excuse well, I'm like, well, well, give yourself a pay cut, son, and get off the teeth and get back to living. And see, Judge, so many people miss that, that you may be getting money, but you have no, it, it, the cost of that is your dignity, is your integrity, because there's no pride in waiting for a check. We see this in trust fund babies. You know this better than anybody. California, how many trust fund babies you know that are stoned, degenerate scumbags and very wealthy while doing it? This is the problem that I think the the Democrats and the socialists in general misunderstand or intentionally practice. Because what you do is you get a bunch of zombie servants who will vote for you no matter what the fraud, no matter what the corruption. And in the meantime, they're selling that dignity for minimal minimal lifestyle 
Yeah, I mean, there's a general decline, as we'd say, a moral relativist decline, which, you know, it's so unpopular, and you can get you can slam conservatives, which is which is such a simplistic, you know, Judeo-Christian repressive, patriarchal, blah blah blah. But the truth, regressive. But the truth is, it's okay to say some things are good and some things are bad. That's the essence of conservatism, right? Yeah. And that we rely on the divine rather than government, because government fails at everything it's ever done. We can go through. Example after example, the war on poverty, uh, Dodd-Frank, uh, the New Deal, which my article was to cut to that, is we don't need a new deal because what people realize, people, they glamorize the New Deal, this conversion over to government, but 75% of the New Deal was considered unconstitutional. It had to be forcibly struck away, and then, and you know this well, then the country recovered when Correct. we unleashed free will. And, and we started to do that right after the pandemic. And then government said, oh, the people are getting too strong again. Let's, let's get in there. Let's destroy it with inflation and spending. It's just You know, mad. Judd, it's been driving me nuts. I've been listening to, to my, the majority of my life. Morons miscategorized the Depression as a result of capitalism versus as what it really was, the result of government's intrusion on capitalism and government's influence on capitalism. And the problem we have, Judd, is there are so many kids out there that do not understand exactly what freedom is and that without capitalism, you don't have it. And you could sell it and you could pretend that... That you're comfortable doing it, but in the meantime, you are destined to fail. That's just how it always ends. Yeah, open a lemonade shack and uh, cobbled today. <laughs> I mean, the bottom, the bottom line yeah. is, is it's so important that our, the essence of our freedom, and you know, I was thinking so much about this today. It's like, wow, you know, everything I've learned about American history and the importance of the freedom that creates our free, the ability for our free markets and our justice system exists in military history. Like I, there are people are so divorced from military history. I mean, and today, not to get too far off the topic, but we have a big question is, are we going to care for people over politics? You know, a lot of it's, it's, a, it's a very complicated question because of the money that's involved, et cetera. Yeah. But we're watching our nation. It, there's so much virtue signaling going on the wrong direction. What it needs to be is getting people off the teat. Yeah. Right? Can you say teat on the radio? You can say it on this uh, one. Get, Go ahead. Okay, great. But, you know, to get, get, get them off the team and get people back to work. Because really, the ultimate, you know, give a man a fish, you know, uh, yeah. feed him for a day, teach him a fish, feed him for a lifetime. It's so simple. But with it, what we don't realize is you deteriorate self-image, and then you not only affect a man, you affect a generation. Exactly. And we are, this generation has to be, has to be, you know, pulled and risen up. And there has to be a movement where we talk about autonomy being more important than government. Judd Dunning, next time you come on, we're going to discuss the economic plan of the Taliban versus the American Democrats. I'm guessing there's only a costume difference. He is a host of Unapologetic with Judd Dunning on KABC and on YouTube. He's the author of 13 and a Half Reasons Why Not to Be a Liberal. I want him to change the title to Democrat. We'll work on that during the next interview. And I'm proud to call him friend. And thank you so much for coming on, Judd. I look forward to the next time. The feeling is 100% mutual. God bless America. Thank you. All right. We'll be taking your calls and comments. 312-642-5600 after this. All right. So um, if you're on the line, stay there. Because uh, this is Make Me Believe Monday. Now, here's the thing. This was started because I, if you remember when I first got the show, I talked about how I was aware and believed in UFOs. I mean, I'm still embarrassed saying it, but I don't care. It's the truth. I'm never going to, never, ever going to lie to you. I'm always going to tell you exactly what I think. I'm going to tell you another thing that I think. The reason that we had this bipartisan agreement 
is because both parties are in on the, I guess you would call it a conspiracy, but the reality is it is our reality. The fact that government has forever usurped the American economy in the name of American capitalism, of American economics, when it's exactly the opposite. I'm going to prove it to you. Now I have to go. Frank, all right, listen, if you're on there, stay there. If you want to be 312-642-5600, make me believe Monday. I'm going to prove mine. Then you tell me your so-called conspiracy, and I'll decide if it's real or not after this. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Make them listen to me before it's too late. Make me believe Monday. The Rand Corporation, in conjunction with the saucer people. Thank you. Under the supervision of the reverse vampires, are forcing our parents to go to bed early in a fiendish plot to eliminate the meal of dinner. We're through the looking glass here, people. I was fighting the power and breaking conspiracies before you saw your first chemtrail, you punks. All right, this all started because of my mentioning ancient aliens. So every Monday, we explore the world of conspiracies. And I have you try to convince me that a so-called conspiracy theory you believe is real or not. I decide. All right? Do you think the Denver Airport or Denver Airport base is a secret Illuminati base, the Denver Airport? Do you believe that ancient aliens are real? Call me now, 312-642-5600, and make me believe. Now, here's, I'm going to start you off. And by the way, ladies, Megan, Teresa, stay on the line. I'm going to tell you why it's not a conspiracy, what I'm telling you. It'll be, it'll be perceived as one as I litigate it and prove it. There is a reason that the, the American Republicans were so behind the COVID shutdown of the economy. That reason is the vast majority of them are corporatists. Corporatists understand that if government could somehow conspire to take over private property, it would no longer be private. COVID was the greatest, greatest answer to the capitalism that was allowing Americans to resist government intervention in the economy. It's over with now, mainly because of Republicans and I'm going to use him as the example because he proves it himself. His father proved it of Mitt Romney that under this guise, forevermore, the American economy is bastardized and changed. I, I'm sure some people are a little disturbed when they see headlines that say, oh, this bipartisan effort would look like a win for Biden. Well, it's a win for Republicans and it's a win for Biden. It's a win for Democrats. It's a win for the Senate to say we can work together that we've been able to overcome partisan differences to do something that's right for America. What you were able to do is come up with an excuse to put the nail in the coffin of the American economy and forever turn it over to corrupt Republicans like Mitt Romney and corrupt Democrats like Joe Biden. And from this point forward, the idea of private property as we knew it will never come back again. That's what I believe. Some would call it a conspiracy. I'm going to call it your future. So that's the example Of how you make me believe in a conspiracy. Because the new economy, Biden and the feudalists, is more than a policy. It is a conspiracy to destroy American capitalism today, tomorrow, and for the next millennium. That's what I believe, and history will prove me right. Now we're going to go to the ladies who have been on hold. Megan Orland Park. 
Hey, Sean. Um, well, I kind of came in at the tail end of your last segment, but I, as I was waiting, I did come up with a conspiracy That's what I want. theory. Um, and then I also have a comment, another comment. So, um, well, keep it up. We're going to have to get I you a contract. That sounds like a show. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I think that the reason why these uh, fraudulent callers that are calling in that are um, from the left is because they want you to convert them. That's my conspiracy. Thing. All right. All right. I like it. So I have been getting a lot of those. I didn't get any today that I'm aware of, but the night is still young. Go ahead. Yeah. I believe um, you, so, by the way. I believe yeah, you. Believe. <laughs> Thumbs up. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Okay. So then the other reason why I'm calling is kind of uh, taking off in the last uh, half hour. Is it you and I are from the same generation, Sean, and it just goes against my DNA to sit, you know, I have a job, but it, it it goes against my DNA to not be working. And when I was on on unemployment a couple times in my in the past, it really irked me to get that check from the government. No, Ma- it, it, you know, I, I felt Megan, bad. I'm going to show you how to make that a conspiracy. Here's the conspiracy. That through the the seizure of of, of private employment, that through the policies of new increased better welfare that mimics a middle class, you have now turned an entire generation, if not several, into complacent, humble servants to the government who will be more interested in buying their high marijuana and their antidepressants with government welfare so that they no longer fight for freedom in a new dystopia called America. See? Conspiracy. and Winner. I did it all right there. See, I can do it. I can work with the callers. Teresa on the north side, don't make me work so hard. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Uh, you need another hour, so go for four, and I'm not kidding. Well, um, if we open up yeah, contract just- negotiations, anything's possible. But I will say... I do love the three hours. I'm loving it. Go ahead. I love it too, but you need another hour. So we'll, we'll top it at four. Go ahead. But anyway, uh, in my opinion, too many Americans have a very short attention span. And that's a huge problem in this country. They, they just, they don't know what's happening. They don't pay attention. So that's why you would throw all of these government agenda failures at us at one time, from the border to the economy to the Middle East foreign policy, and on top of it, the COVID disaster and the variants and the nonsense. Before you know it, Americans are so overwhelmed with bad news, they just give up and watch sporting events on the weekends. Conspiracy? I say yes. See? I had to even put yours together. Thank you, Teresa, from the North Side for the call. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana, love the name. Hey, it all happened in a town called Roswell in 1948 when the aliens crashed and the government scooped them up and stuck them in Hangar 51. They've been slowly divulging the technology to the humans as we can comprehend it. That's a lot to say in one breath. And I love it and I believe it. And there's no way Americans came up with the microwave. Love it. Not to mention all the kinds of different metals. I'll tell you what, I'm all in, Lloyd. Completely believe it. Robert Bloomingdale. Here's a good one for you from a news source that I read. Recently, space aliens are landing in the world and the United States and taking over as politicians. True or false? Boy, that would explain why they're so ugly. It really would explain the Democrats. It would explain. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I got my eye on this, Dr. Awardi. I I have to squint through one and look at the other. Really, I would really believe alien over female, American, Democrat, although it makes it easier when they're Democrats to be that ugly. But all right, I'm going to go ahead because I like Robert. 
from Bloomingdale. And I'm going to take a break because we cleaned out the line. 312-642-5600. If you've got a conspiracy and you want to make me believe, now is the time. I like that song. Always did. You know, Liz Cheney makes me sick. Did I forget to say I can't stand the sight of I really can't. I don't like the Cheney. I didn't like Dick Cheney. Didn't like him either. I just didn't. I didn't like how he was taking control. He's the fracking vice president. Shut your mouth, Dick. Your job is to go to Holland and get wooden slippers. That's it. Look what happens. We let this idiot influence foreign policy. And here's his daughter. A woman who's not allowed in the produce section of any grocery store. Liz Cheney. Suggesting the Afghan withdrawal mess was caused by Trump and worsened by Biden. Shut up and collect your stock money from your insider trading father, the war profiteer. Liz. Vegetable softener that you are. Mike Lombard. Hey, Sean. How's it going, buddy? Wonderful. How are you? Yeah. Um. What I'm thinking is they're using this 5G radiation on people to compromise their immune system. And when everybody gets sick enough, then they can uh, do whatever they want uh, with their... Now, Mike, I've heard the 5Gs. Supplies. I've seen the uh, hysteria. I've watched the uh, the people condemn it. I'm going to tell you something, though, Mike. I like you, and I want to thank you for listening, number one. Let's get that out of the way. Not buying the 5G. Thank you, though, Mike. Love you. Thank you. I can't. The 5G thing is a little bit too crazy for me. Just a little bit too out there. And besides, I really want FaceTime. Except for when I'm, you know, down in Naples at Burn, Rocky Patel's Burn, and my wife tries to FaceTime me. Then I don't want FaceTime. Then we do calls. But aside from that, I'm a big fan of FaceTime. Ed, Midway. Yeah, Sean. How you doing, buddy? Wonderful. How are you? China attacked us with a virus, us in the world, to get rid of Trump, and they will they will be the leader of the new world order. Can I build on it? Because, number one, I, I, I don't mind it, but I think it's going, I don't think you're going far enough. How do you like that? The American no, no. Marxist, disguised as a Democrat, Soviet sympathizer, has been working in our government. For 70 years, and through the misappropriation of government powers, worked hand-in-glove with the American enemy called China, we paid for the virus that would be used against the Americans that still believed in American principles and freedom and liberty and capitalism so they could take it away under the guise of safety in order to seize the future in some kind of communist one-world government. That I'll believe. The great new reset, they call it now. I love it. See, I had to I had to make it a little better, Ed. But I give it thumbs up. Thanks, Ed, for calling. Bastard. I, I knew these communists would do it. I knew they would. I went to China with Z with his three thousand dollar suit and his gangster hairdo from casino. I don't like them. I never liked them. Chinese communists. Rats. I don't like any communists. I didn't like the Russian communists. I don't like the Chinese communists. I'm against all communists. How about what they did in uh in Cambodia? killing fields. Nobody talks about it. What are we doing? We're implementing these policies by this feeble fascist. Alan, parts unknown. Hi, Alan. Hey, Sean. Yeah, I'm actually from Crystal Lake. Well, let's be a little more mysterious. You could have went with the ruse, but go ahead. (laughs) I like it. Anyways, I'm calling back about a year and a half when the pandemic first started. 
I heard all this news how China had closed down their own borders and then were letting their people fly to our country, Europe, and others. And if this all started, the corona, in a lab, isn't that a weapon and wasn't that an act of war and no one's talking about it? But is it an act of war if the American government was the financier? See, that's where um, you got to have a yeah. problem, right? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Fauci paid for this crap, and he should be paid for it. Huh? But it's still, I would think, an act of war. Let's expand that. upon it, though, right. Alan. What about if you could a year and a half earlier corrupt the would-be president by making his son indebted to the country of origin by creating a $1.5 billion hedge fund of what this kid isn't qualified to even oh. talk about, let alone be in charge of, and this way you could financially enrich a sitting president and a corrupt political party while destroying the principles of America. I like it. Oh, I, See, I, I hear you. I hear you. You know what it is? I'm like a conspiracy theory contractor where I build additions onto the ones that people present to make it passable. But when you uh, have the ability to recognize, thank you, Alan, for the call. I appreciate it. When you have the ability to recognize what's been happening in this country as the resistance to communism, to socialism, to Marxism, are the Mitt Romneys and the Liz Cheneys of the world, you know that's not a conspiracy. That's a reality. Mr. President, I'm convinced that this is a win for America. Sure it is, dummy. Just because you look like Don Draper doesn't make you a deal maker, scumbag. I support this legislation. I'm proud to have been part of the effort to help draft it and negotiate it. I, uh, I admire and respect my colleagues on both sides of the aisle. And that's why you're a dunce. That's why you're a pigeon. That's why you're a step and fetch to government abuse of the American citizen. Because the American people didn't want this corruption. They certainly didn't vote for the debt. Every single American owns the government. 750000 They just got to figure out how to take it from you. It is the direct description of feudalism and a feudalistic economic system that enslaves the people. That's not a conspiracy. That's the future with morons like this representing Republicans and scumbags like Joe Biden pretending to be president. Which, by the way, it could all make me smile when Joe Biden tries to walk on grass like a baby doing the tangle. The feeble fascist, clueless and dim-witted. And unfortunately, the president for tonight. All right, I'll be back in 22 hours. 21. Math. Damn it. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.